416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. It is Blue Jays Talk with Blair and Barker right up to our Raptors pregame show at 630-590-590 is the text line. If you are textually inclined, Kevin Barker, the Toronto Blue Jays have not only just taken their third of four games from the Boston Red Sox. They've not only raised their record to 13-7. and seven. They've not only collected their seventh one-run win, but Kevin, the Boston Red Sox didn't hit a home run in a four-game series at the Rogers Center. That is outrageous. Even in this day and age of depressed offense, that's outrageous. It is. Uh, well, you got a couple of things there for me. Uh, Devers looks to me like he's expanding a little bit more. Uh, approaches may not be as refined as the Red Sox lineup would like them, their approaches to be. Uh, and give credit to the Blue Jays pitchers. They're making really good pitches. What you've noticed the last couple of days with the Blue Jays starting pitchers, fastball command's a lot better. You can say all these things you want to say about Alec Manoa and, and how competitive he is, which is all true. Every, everything that somebody could say about Alec Manoa is absolutely true. But the one thing for me that stands out is fastball command. I, I was always taught whenever I was coming up as a hitter is learn how to hit the fastball away. And if I'm a pitcher and I'm thinking about how do you get a guy out, fastball away. If I have to learn how to hit a fastball away, then a pitcher should refine that. And what you're seeing from Alec Manoa here, at least the last couple of starts, is he wants to go away to both hitters. If he can dominate that and elevate with two strikes, you know how much better the slider's going to be, the sinker when he wants to throw it. Right now he doesn't have to throw it. He knows guys are late. He's getting better at reading bats. He's even came out and said that. Uh, he'll see a guy, Travis Shaw. He could see him leaking the front side. What's he do? He gives a little fist pump to Kirk going, hey, me and you. Then he fl- he pulls the string and throws him a changeup because he saw him cheating to get to the heater. Everything you want to say about Alec Manoa is true. But for me, the one big thing that stands out, when he wants to dot away and elevate with the fastball, he's doing it better than anybody. And you add that deception to it and that little extra gear that he's found the last couple of starts – I know what the question you asked on Twitter and on social media was. If you had to have one game, That's early. who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, it's classic sports talk show fodder, right? And that's all it is. It's early, and these things change. But I think it's a measure of where Alec Manoa is right now that I'll ask the callers. And, again, the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, or 888 Keeping in mind, it's April 28th, and we don't have to make this decision. But if there's one game you had to win, who's your Jay starter right now? I there's there's three alternatives. Let me don't shake your head, Barker. Let me just listen for people. Door number one is Kevin Gossman. Door number two is Alec Manoa. Door number three is Jose Brios. Barker, you're shaking your head in Brios because we haven't seen the best of Brios yet. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Those are, my, those are my three candidates. I'll ask you, Barker. Well, no, I'll answer it first of all. If it's an American League East team based on what I've seen from Alec Manoa over the course of his career, I'm going to go with Alec Manoa. How about that? How about that? That's kind of like standing on the fence a little bit. Manoa dominates it. Manoa dominates the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Rays, though. He just does. 
He he does, but I, I have came out and said that Kevin Gosman's got the best pitch in baseball, and I'm going to stick with that. If I had to have one guy to win one game right now with two pitches, it would be Kevin Gosman. Now, I love Alec Manoa, and I'd have him warming up the bullpen by, like, the fifth <laughs> inning to yeah, get him rocking and ready to go. Win. That's true. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So, I, you know, you, but we, your question was both. If you had to pick one right now for me, it would be Kevin Gosman. But that just goes to show you how, how right now – that you could have three options. Now, for me, you have only have two options because Barrios' fastball command, the, the, the curveball command just hasn't been there. He's grinded through all those, and, and just the other two guys have made it look a little bit easier. So I think you only have two options. But to even think that you have three this early in the season will tell you that give all the credit to, this, to the starting rotation for the Blue Jays. They've been almost great. We will talk about the hitting today. I mean, there wasn't much in the way of offense. The Jays did have a lot of opportunities early early in the game against Garrett Whitlock. And, you know, it gets lost in the shuffle right now. But let's keep in mind the only reason Garrett Whitlock started this game is because Tanner Houck isn't vaccinated and couldn't make it across the border. So you know, I asked the question a little earlier. We all know Garrett Whitlock is eventually going to be a great starting pitcher. That That goes without saying. But, Kevin, if I'm the Red Sox right now, i got to burr up my ass about Tanner Houck because I've lost three games, three or four games to the Jays. All he gave me, all he was capable of giving me, and this is nothing against him, this is because he hasn't built up yet, was 61 pitches. I could have used that dude in two or three games of this series if I really wanted to out of the bullpen, two games at least out of the bullpen in this series. This is... I mean, you want to talk about taking advantage of a situation, which good teams do. The Red Sox can't hit worth a damn. And because Tanner Houck isn't vaccinated, their bullpen is a complete mess. The starting rotation has been has been rejuggled. I mean, that's, you know, you take advantage of these opportunities, man, and credit the Blue Jays for doing that because they were really Remember, Remember, too, Alex Cora wasn't there for the first three games and, and, or yes. the first two games, and now you you know, you know, have a fill-in manager who would have loved to have had Whitlock to go to to face George Springer instead of running a lefty out there in a big-time spot when you could have that power sinker, that slider mix to get you know really tough right-handed hitters out. I'm with you. I'd, I'd be chapped to, you know, this is a team game. We, we need you, especially early in the season. Th- these managers, you can tell on these good teams, managing these games in April a little bit different. Differently. They're, they're going, they're, they're treating these games like they're September games when they're trying to roll into the playoffs on a hot streak. You can tell that. You can see and, the way PD's looking about going through these teams and, and trying to match up the right pitchers and all those things. You can tell it's, I'm with you. If I'm a fan of the, of the Red Sox, I'd be chapped too. Those are games they could have won. And let's be clear. This is the Red Sox team with a lot of issues. We saw today, Xander Bogarts is given the day off. He comes in as a pinch hitter, but he's given the day off. Trevor Story, who they've given a bazillion dollars to in a seven-year contract, they don't even bother playing him at shortstop. I mean, they realize what the rest of it MLB has seen, Kevin. He can't play shortstop. The arm strength's not there. So they have him at second base. They have Christian Arroyo at shortstop. You know, an error opens the door for the Blue Jays. I mean, man, if you're Alex Cora right now, you're getting in the charter tonight, and you're pissed. You are really, really pissed at what you've seen here. I think so. You could also say that it, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And 
sometimes you overreact just because it's a Red Sox. They're not hitting home runs. They're the main guys that they think are supposed to hit a bunch of home runs, especially early, aren't hitting home runs, something with the ball. You see a bunch of them balls that go in the air, and you see some hitters closing their eyes because they're not real sure if they got it or not. You know That, that ball that goes in the second deck in, in batting practice is going to the warning track, and somebody's pimping that thing and throwing it back to the second baseman. Yeah, it's sometimes you overreact, but you still like to try and get off to a little bit better start. And all the parts of their game's not clicking right now. If you're the Blue Jays, you take advantage of that. You win as many games as possible early, make it a little easier for you late in the season. Three of four, no Vladdy in the lineup in the final game, no Teoscar in the lineup throughout the whole series, no Danny Jansen. I mean, that's that's a good sign, to say the least. That's the way I'll put it. Canav in Brampton. I asked the question purely for giggles. If you had to have one J starter make a make a start for you right now, if it was do or die, who would you pick, Manoa, Gossman, or Barrios? Who would you pick? Uh, I'd pick Gossman just because his splitter is a thing of beauty, but Manoa just keeps on performing in pressure situations and keeps proving me wrong. I'd go. To, I'd go to Gosman right now. Yeah, listen, Alec Manoa. Uh, what what was the the stat that Ben Wagner read out? Eight consecutive winning decision. Roy Halladay had eleven. That's club record. And uh, Kanab, the impressive thing to me about Manoa, and this is something we talked about even before even even before the start of the season, his ability to handle the meat of the order in the American League. Kevin, we've talked about that. His ability to go through three, four, and five hitters and control games is a thing that really, you know, you go beyond the stuff, you go beyond the attitude and all that. When you start to dig down into what makes him so good, it's his ability to either overmatch or control the very best hitters in the game. He's learning how to self-correct in the American League East. It, t- it takes people years to learn how to do that. Learn your body, learn your mechanics. Know when you throw a bad one what it feels like because you've thrown so many good ones off the field that you can self-correct it and you don't do it more than one time in a bad way. You're starting to see him do that a little bit. The first couple of innings there, you could tell the slider, he's just he, he even you could hear him snapping his fingers or at least I could see him snapping them to tell him to get it out there. He really wants to snap that thing off. Cause, yeah, and also, if you've noticed, he's throwing his slider slower that might be on purpose just because he's trying to get a little bit better separation between his velocity of his fastball and his slider because he wants either weak contact or a swing and miss and he can control that little bit slower one if he gets it mechanically sound enough that he can get it out front and really snap it off like that and you can tell it's it's more 81 and then it is 83 I'm with you. He he does things just like the Travis Shaw at bat and the, and the doll back at bat where, you know, he saw him waiting on the slider and then he throws an elevated fastball. I know that sounds simple, but for a guy in the heat of the moment when a one nothing lead and you're trying to work through a lineup like that second and third time through and just be able to slow it down enough that you can read things like that, that's you, – you asked the question, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a wrong answer. Any three of those ones you pick – I think you'd be okay. Let's talk about Alejandro Kirk. Uh, First of all, the job he has done behind the plate during this run. We talked about this would be a good indication of how 
ready he is to be an everyday catcher. But I also want to talk about, I'm not going to say his hitting. He's, it's not like he's torn the cover off the ball so far. But, Kevin, the guy doesn't swing and miss. The guy's, the guy's feel, feel for, I don't even know, knowledge of the strike zone isn't the right phrase. His feel for the strike zone, the way it's being called on a particular day is what impresses me. Uh, you look at the game he had today, considering that Larry Vanover, shall we say, did not have the best. That was not the best home plate assignment of Larry Vanover's career. Let's, and he ended it perfectly with a borderline pitch that went the Blue Jays' way. But, I mean, both, both sides could have complained about Larry Vanover all day. But this really impresses me about Alejandro Kirk. Larry Vanover's the, getting up the there in years. He, yeah, but the That's fact that he can – the fact that he can create – something out of very limited opportunities offensively he's a good hitter he's got bat to ball skills he's not driving the baseball he's not driving in runs like we we thought he would early in the season but who is nobody is there's a I, whole hell of a lot of that going on in baseball who, who who is so it's you know he is a a compact hitter he's got little short arms which helps him be a little bit more direct to the baseball he's got a a, a pretty good idea of the strike zone plate coverage i'm not sure if that's his strength uh, the still the elevated velocity gives him a little bit of trouble. You can tell he's trying to to really sometimes drive off the backside to at least fight that off or, or maybe try and hit one hard to get him away from that because that's the book, elevated velocity, just because, you know, the sometimes he just has a little trouble getting started because of that little I don't even know what that kind of thing is, the the hip turn and sort of the 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 ankle raise and getting up on the toe a little bit. Sometimes he just doesn't drive off that enough and that's why you're starting to see those guys elevate the heater but look it's you know you when you're going bad you take advantage of a bad pitch uh, an 0-2 get me over a little slider didn't do a ton that's not a very good pitch but give give Kirk credit when he got it he didn't miss it and the way they're hitting with runners in scoring position the first three innings let's be honest they left the Tobacco on the bases <laughs> it was it was not good yeah you we, know but the runners in scoring position that 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 stat they are going to be <laughs> if, if they're not, they were 28th in baseball coming into the game. You know, they could be 29th after all this this stuff is totaled up. Um, but again, there's a whole hell of a lot of that going on in baseball right now. Like I said, I said in social media, you know, I miss home runs. Like I just miss runs. I'm, you know, I'm not I hope sure. All of you, all of you out there who were bored about three true outcomes, you know, I, I hope you're enjoying the game the way it is right now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the confidence. Well, the confidence of the of the hitters now about hitting fly balls and and I I remember when I played at the Rogers Center, ball flew there. Ball, ball, you you got a ball. You knew when you left to bat, it was a homer. I got this thing, and you've seen some guys running around first base going, "Are you kidding me?" Like that same ball I hit in batting practice was way up. I was going back Lake City and and laughing with Vladdy because I just hit a ball further than he hit it, and now the same ball that you hit in the game is not going as far. It's an issue. You can tell. The balls are different. Let's not sugarcoat it. They're different. And I'm not saying guys need to make adjustments because they've had to make enough adjustments. But now you're starting to think about, okay, I get in a 2-0 count. Maybe I don't get as frisky. Maybe I let it travel a little bit more, try to level up my sling, swing and maybe hit a line drive the other way. Maybe try that and trying to get too big and, and, and overswing. But – Look, you, you, sometimes you got to take the ugly wins. This is not a pretty win. I mean, you had a great start from your starting pitcher. But other than that, besides the two guys that came out of the bullpen, offensively you're still not there. Your superstars, you know, a couple of them are not even in the game. And 
sometimes this is what good teams have to do early in seasons. They win the ugly ones, and that's what the Blue Jays are doing. Yeah, all the ugliness is great when you're thirteen and seven. There it is. Just imagine just imagine how just imagine what the uh just imagine what the conventional wisdom would be if the Jays were seven and thirteen right now with things going the way the way it is. Again, the Jays won nothing over the Boston Red Sox. They've won three of four. Jordan Romano got the save. Alec Manoa was absolutely lights out uh, in the win. The Houston Astros come in for the first of a three-game series starting tomorrow. Then the New York Yankees come into town. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. We'll go back to the phone lines after we take a break. It's Blue Jays Talk with Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. The pitch. Fastball lifted out to right field. Tapia drifting back to the edge of the track, extends the glove, leaps in the air, crashes into the wall, and holds on. Tapia absorbed by the chain link fence in deep right field, comes away, pulling his cleat out of the metal, looking down at his arm after crashing into the fence and holding on with a deep drive for out number one. You know, I remember a time where we'd be talking about a play like that, robbing a home run, but given the way the balls are dying in the outfield, basically we just had a guy go to the wall to rob somebody of a single or a double. So <laughs> I guess you take it. I guess you take it however you can get it. All kidding aside, a, a terrific catch by Rymel Tapia. Um, surprisingly enough, one of the – I mean, it wasn't like the Jays were flashing leather all over the field today to win this game. Well, they didn't really have to. They didn't have to. No. They didn't have to. Uh, one nothing. the uh, Blue Jays beating the Boston Red Sox. And now the Bet365 standings update with Bet365. You can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19 plus, please play responsibly, Ontario only. The American League East standings are as follows. The Yankees have won six in a row. They are 13-6. and six. Yes, they still get credit for full victories, even though it's only the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. They are 13-6. and six. Toronto's 13-7. and seven. Uh, Tampa is 11-8. and eight. The Red Sox are 8-12. and 12, And the Baltimore Orioles are, in, are on the verge of being relegated. <laughs> Just kidding. The Baltimore Orioles are 6-13. Uh, Be nice. Ah, oh, just it's, you know. You know me and the Orioles. He's not there anymore. That manager. Oh, he's in New York now, Mets. working his magic. He's, his team, he's, his team leads the league and hit by pitches. Oh boy, I wonder why that is. Manager of the year so far. Oh, stop it. <laughs> That's a fact. Oh God. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety, and triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Manoa Gossman Barrios. One game you got to win. Who's your starter? Sydney and Burlington. What's your answer? Uh, I'm going to go with Gosman simply because of, uh, again, kind of what the other caller said about his splitter, but also just his overall command of the strike zone. And I, I don't know if it's just me watching him pitch. He kind of reminds me of uh, Roy Halladay back in the day, just his overall style. Yeah, actually, I was going to say Manoa reminds me a little more of uh, of Halladay. But, you know, the thing the thing with Gosman is, is just his 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 efficiency. And I mean that's the thing I think you want. All, all kidding aside, when you when you're going into a, a must-win game, 
and I'll, and I'll credit uh, I'll credit Alec Manoa, Kevin, for being efficient as well. But those are the two things I look at. Right? Is it's not just can you put me in a position to win, but if you can suck up innings that I otherwise have to turn over to my bullpen, so much the better. And again, I, I will get back to this. I will really keep getting back to this. You look at all the pitching numbers for the Blue Jays. The most important thing for me by far is the innings they're getting out of their front three starters because that is saving the bullpen. And you know what? That is not, not only is that going to help now, Kevin, that's going to help two months down the road. You know, you're not going to have Adam Simber dragging his arm out to the field in the middle of June because he's already made 150 appearances. So that's the other thing about these these strong starts from the starting pitchers is just what it's doing for the just what it's doing for the the bullpen and 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 for the coaching staff and for decision making. You know, even even the games the Jays have lost, for the most part, the bullpen decisions have kind of been the ones you would have made. Right, there really hasn't been a game. Maybe yesterday we I, we had a discussion with Ben Wagner yesterday, Kevin. No, maybe okay. Trent Thornton might have gone with Trevor Richards instead, but all the other games they've lost, they played it the way you would play it. It just didn't work out. But it's not like Charlie's had to put pitchers in positions where they can't come through, which we saw last year. God, almost on a nightly basis. Yeah, it's it's more about how do you, <clears throat> how do you get to the highest leverage guys? Having great starting pitching makes it a lot easier. Now now you only have to go to a one or two instead of three or four guys out of the bullpen. Normally, three or four guys not going to be very good because most of those guys aren't aren't the greatest. You usually got one or two instead of three or four or five. But the the Gosman thing, I'll tell you this. I was thinking about something whenever you were talking, and and the caller had called in and was talking about Gosman and and his split finger. I I would think about this game planning against. Man- Noah or Gosman? How do you game game plan against the split finger? You can't. That's, it, if, that's if he true. if he starts it in the strike zone, you're going to either swing and miss through it, or or you're not going to look real good at swinging at it. Just before we hand it off to our Raptors pregame, let's bring in Chris and Creamore. I asked the question: Gosman, Manoa, Barrios. Nobody's picking Barrios, obviously. Gosman, Manoa, Barrios. Which one you got in a must-win game, Chris? What's your call? The straight answer is Gosman, but I I think it's partially backed by how much I would prefer to have Manoa be the second pitcher in in a, in a must-win game. And it's all speculation as to their mental makeup. Oh, of but course. what I see from Manoa, I, I, I think he would want that challenge of, I got to come in now and I, I got no room. Chris, let me ask you this. We, we know that, that, that you know, Kevin Gossman came here, signed the big contract, the big reputation. Are you surprised how good he has been so far in the early going? 31 strikeouts, no walks. Does that surprise you? Uh, no, because hype was real uh, for, for a lot of a lot of Jays fans, myself included. So I just wanted to believe, and, and it's, it's living up to what I assumed. I've also turned the corner on what my expectations are of what the Jays brass or Pete Walker or what they see in pitchers on our team or on other teams. So, you know, confidence is high, and, I mean, they're, they're showing results. Yeah, great point, Chris. Thanks for the call. Yeah, listen, that, no it's, it's uh, you know, Kevin, that it's a confident it's a confident group right now, and they should be. They're 13-7. Uh, they, you know, they've, they've, they've made the Red Sox life a live in hell. Um, and, you know, like they got Houston coming in now. The Yankees, the Yankees have won six in a row. This will be these, – these next six games are going to be fun. These next six, next six games are going to be a lot of fun. And you got to like the way I think the starting pitching's lining up for the Yankees too, man. You really do. 
You do. Well, see, I, see I'm on sort of the flip side of the Kevin Gosman thing. I, I didn't really know that he had a third pitch. I was under the assumption that I, obviously we, we did, we looked at some mm-hmm. video and we saw he was in San Francisco, but man, how good's his slider been? Now, now you got one going this way, one going off the table, the split finger that he can add a little sink and run to and throw it for a strike and the elevated fastball. I, See, that was a big surprise for me, the way he commands that and, and how he can use that against right-handed hitters to get him off that, to get him a little deeper in games because now he can overuse his split finger when he really gets in trouble in the fifth, the sixth, and seventh inning. So I am a little surprised that he can do it in the American League East like that, but, man, it's, it's, it, it's been second to none, just the stuff he runs out there and the way he commands strike one and, and as efficient as, as he is. It's three pitches. It's four pitches. It's three batters an inning. That's the thing that sort of impresses you with this, just being it with two pitches. 416-870-0590, star 591 Give us a call. we still got a few minutes before we hand it over to the folks at Scotiabank Arena ahead of the Raptors-Sixers game. Can we got to talk about the at-bat between Alec Manoa and Rafael Devers? Uh, first of all, Rafael Devers might be one of the most fun players just to watch. Just to watch, watch his, his body language, his, his face, his reaction to, to pitches. That at-bat he had in the, what was it, the fourth inning. Um, he's down three, or he's ahead 3-0. and Alec Manola comes back and gets him called in a called third strike. And Devers swings and misses at one pitch. And there was some back and forth between him and Matt Chapman. And there was uh, some words that... Maybe, we well, can't say on radio say if I really wanted to. Well, maybe. <laughs> Anyhow, there were some words going back and forth, but it looked like it was all good, clean fun. It was like, uh, you know, I'm not. Anyhow, it looked like it was all good, clean fun. Um, and the Manoa strikes him out and he just walks away. I mean, he doesn't even look back at the umpire. He, he just walks before before Kirk's even got the even got the ball in the glove. Tell me what Alec Manoa did, especially today to Alec Verdugo and Rafael Devers. Because Verdugo is a guy that has had good at-bats against him in the past. Mm-hmm. And indeed, Verdugo got got a single after a, uh, what was it, after a, uh, got a single in the first inning. So tell me what he did in particular to those two guys. I started the show by saying fastball command. That's been the big difference for me. All the other things that you could say that he's doing, the intangibles that it takes to be a really good starter every five days in the American League East is probably right. Everything that you could say out of your mouth. He threw Devers a 3-1 hater. How many fastballs do you see in fastball counts anymore? Absolutely none. And then he backs it up with another one. So he throws him one 3-1 that he swinged through a foul off or whatever it was. And then he throws him another one 3-2 that he took. And that was sort of the look of 3-1. I can't believe you threw me a fastball. Kind of look when he fell yeah. across the plate and he I swung at it. And- he kind of falls across the plate and... He Spits did. He gave the, the tobacco, and oh, it was it was fun. I mean, you live for moments like that in baseball. It's kind of mano a mano, and it's two guys, two competitors going at it. And uh, I, again, uh, just talking about Alec Manoa and his pitching, man, the ability to throw that high heater past some really, really good hitters, and to handle again. I'm going to say it, and I'm not piling on the umpire, but you know, to Ooh. handle an inconsistent strike zone. And to keep it all together, I, I mean, this, man, it's it's like watching a it's like watching a thirty one year old dude who's been in the majors for eight years. It it, it really is. It's like it watching is. a guy who has been two All Star games and has won a Cy Young award. 
and, and he's doing it with an inexperienced catcher behind the plate, not not a guy that's a great game clawer or has been around the American League East and knows all these guys by heart and knows what to throw them and when to throw them and how much to throw them. They're sort of learning it together. And to be able to do it and make it look like it's looking, it's – Man, I, 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 I'm, I'm a fan of baseball, Jeff. I can't wait till his next start to see what it's going to oh, look it's like. My, it's it's must-see, man. He, he it is. is it, it's a show. You know, the last we, – we've had good pitchers here in that, but Alec Manoa, man, I'm gonna, you know what name I'm going to bring up? Like, in terms of entertainment value and everything? Stroman. In terms of just that fire, I got the red ass, I'm going <laughs> to kick you in the butt, I'm better than you. I don't care what you think. It's it's like there's some there's some stroh there. There really is some stroh there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of swagger and cockiness. The only difference I would say is Alec Manoa has learned, I think, not to. He's learned not to alienate the opposition. Right? Remember, we talked about how when he started out, the the wipe or the rubbing up the ball and staring in at the hitter, and you know that was just his thing. It wasn't. Him trying to intimidate the hitter. It's just him trying to focus. Guys talk to him about that. I know that uh, some of the veterans on the team last year spoke to guys on other teams and said, hey, that's just his thing. He's not staring you down. But very quietly, he stopped doing it. Hey, Jeff, you think in the first inning he threw that ball over Trevor Story's head on purpose? Nah. You don't think so? <laughs> Of course he did. That's a former player now. That's a former yeah. player. He knows what's going on. Of course he did. Of course he threw it over his head. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because that's the first thing I thought of was, oh, you know, he, he was he getting it back, act like he was rubbing the ball down like it was the ball. It slipped out of his hands. Like, no way it slipped out of his hands. He did that on purpose. It's just little things hey. like that. Don't be taking in today because you never know when that thing might let go. Let me let me ask you a question. Do you believe in a follow-over from the game before? And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm talking specifically about the Jays hitting here because we talked about Michael Waka. Michael Waka pretty much pretty much put them put them to bed early last night. There weren't a lot of great swings there. Put them to bed early. Now they got Garrett Whitlock. I know he's not the same type of pitcher as Michael Waka, but can kind of a sluggish offensive day really carry over to to the next game, or is that just? You know, kind of bad sports writer cliche. With the, with the shortened spring training, we we've been trying to make excuses for all these guys getting off to slow starts. I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to hold these guys to a little higher standard. I I just think normally when runners are in scoring position, sometimes the guy that's not hot is always coming up. Bogue's not hot. He's got the most chances with runners in scoring position. Matt Chapman today had six sliders in a row. Looked like he'd never seen one before. So it's just sort of bad luck right now and. You know, they're trying to figure it out. Better hurry up. Need to get some more hits. Well, I'll tell you what. They figured it out enough to be 13-7. and seven. They figured it out, out enough to dominate the Boston Red Sox. Now they got the Houston Astros coming in, followed by the New York Yankees. That's it for us today. Blair and Barker tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern. Again, stay tuned for Raptors pregame. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.